Fox Valley Voice. Hi, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Fox River Arts Podcast. My name is Jaime Gutierrez. I'm the executive producer of the Fox Valley Voice Podcast Network. And also, I am the events and facilities manager at a community arts center in Batavia called Water Street Studios. In fact, uh, this January, I am celebrating my fourth anniversary uh, at Water Street. So, uh, very pleased about that. During those four years, I have gone from somebody who knows absolutely nothing about art to somebody who knows slightly more about art. But besides that, what I've learned most is that there are amazing artists in the Fox Valley. They are wonderful people, good-hearted people, but very talented people. And there is a real thirst for collaboration and for learning. These artists love getting together and learning new things about each other and from each other. And that is the main driving force, I feel, behind an event that took place last year called the Fox River Arts Ramble. We had folks from three different organizations come together to create an event where uh, we could feature these artists all up and down the river between Aurora and Elgin. And many, many people took advantage of the ability to visit these artists and speak with them and visit them where they actually create their art. And uh, we're going to talk to the organizers today. We're going to talk with Allison Bastian. Hi, my name is Allison Bastian, and I am the director of the St. Charles Arts Council. Danny Hollis. I'm Danielle Hollis. I'm the executive director of Water Street Studios. Lynn Caldwell. Hi, my name is Lynn Caldwell. I'm the executive director of the Fine Line Creative Arts Center. And Ellen Young. My name is Ellen Young. I'm a board member at Fine Line. I'm a member of Water Street Studios. I've exhibited through St. Charles Arts Council, but I'm here because I'm the wrangler for the ramble. I'm the person who handles the emails and the contacts and tracks the applicants. I'm sort of the secretary, but I prefer Wrangler. Instigator Wrangler, yeah. <laughs> First up is Ellen. She's going to start off with a bit of a uh, discussion about the inaugural ramble last year. We're so excited to be here today to talk about Fox River Arts and let you know about the organization itself and the ramble. It's an organization that grew out of a conference on collaboration five years ago and got together four years ago. We had our first formal meeting at the Batavia Public Library in October of 2014. And that group believed, as we still believe today, that collaboration is so important to grow the arts and that we have a unique and wonderful arts destination in the Fox Valley. We spent some time, built a Facebook page and a mission and talked about what we could do, but the players kept changing. It was a very fluid situation, and we never really got anywhere specific beyond the Facebook page. So a year, a little over a year ago, 
steering committee made up of three spectacular organizations <laughs> decided to spearhead a very specific event called the Fox River Arts Ramble. It's an arts tour, much like arts tours throughout the country, with sites with artists opening their studios, galleries opening their gallery spaces, for people to meet artists and see their work and recognize how incredibly diverse and rich the arts are in the Fox Valley. So last year, even though we began less than a year before the event itself in April, we had over 50 participants. Our mission for Fox River Arts I can say the mission. I got it. All right. So, thanks. I was going to pull it up. Please do. So we spent a lot of time making sure that we wanted to capture the whole essence of what Fox River Arts is doing now and also would continue to do in the future. And our mission statement is that we are a collaborative group seeking to promote arts and culture in the Fox River Valley from Aurora to Elgin. Excellent. So last year we did that on one day, a lovely Saturday in April from 10 to 5, and we had over 50 participants some gathered at, at single sites and some alone. And we had visitors from all over. We had out-of-staters come for our inaugural tour, which was very exciting. And we are excited to grow up more this year. And we have the executive directors of the three organizations that are the steering committee here today. Um, hi, I'm Lynn Caldwell. Um, Ellen works with me up at Fine Line Creative Arts Center. Um, Fine Line, you know, was thrilled to partner with Water Street Studios and the St. Charles Arts Council for this event. We all kind of have our own different slants, and Fine Line is primarily a teaching facility, so we had many people in all disciplines doing um, artist demonstrations in, a, in our teaching studios. We also had artists selling their work. Um, our Dempsey Gallery, which is open year-round, showcases our members' juried work, and that, of course, was all on display as well as the current show that was in the Kavanaugh Gallery, which is our main show gallery. Yeah, and at Water Street Studios uh, in Batavia, I first want to say that I, you know, along with these other women, I'm so excited that we actually made this happen and we got to partner up together. Um, this is, I think, a long time coming, and it's really fun to be able to collaborate with other arts organizations. And at Water Street Studios last year, we actually held an artist talk with our exhibiting artists, and it was a... It was called Three Artists, Three Residents, and it was the resident artists that were uh, featured at Fermilab the previous year, so they came and we got to explore their exhibition with uh, Georgia Swender, Jim Jenkins, and Lindsay Olson, and they got into the science and physics of their work, and to be able to tie in Fermilab to the exhibition was really neat, and to hear their stories, uh, so we made that available to everybody visiting us during the ramble. And then we continued on with an open sketch in the gallery for people just to play on whatever kind of medium they wanted to and hang out in the gallery. And then we also had print demos happening. We had gallery tours. We have 26 studios on site at Water Street Studios, and people had a chance to explore those studios and meet our resident artists. We had different art demos going on in the classrooms and a whole lot going on. So it was really fun to be able to offer all that just in one day for people to come and visit. My name is Allison Bastion, and I'm the director of the St. Charles Arts Council. Um, we were really excited to be a part of this event last year as well as this year um, as an organizing 
member or committee member. Um, we Our mission is generally to serve and promote the arts in the St. Charles area, Fox River Valley area, um, for the mutual benefit of the arts in the community. And unlike Water Street and Fine Line, we don't really have a home, <laughs> a physical space that we operate out of. Um, so this is kind of right in our wheelhouse and that we we act as collaborators around the community to try to bring artists together and people and, and showcase what people are doing in the community. So um, this event fit along great with our mission. And we were able to offer actually two pop-up galleries during the Ramble last year. Um, we have a running pop-up gallery program. We've had, I think, over 30 pop-up galleries now in our history, which just means we take over locations that aren't traditionally gallery spaces um, and use them to showcase artwork. So we were lucky enough to have two galleries last year for the Ramble. Uh, We had one that focused on professional artists that was a juried art show with, I think, more than 30 different artists showing their work um, in the old Conventions and Visitors Bureau space in St. Charles, um, which was a larger space for us to operate out of, which was really nice because we were able to include a lot of different work. And then we also were lucky to have the space at Pheasant Run that we've used as a gallery a few times to showcase student work. Um, We have a student show that we traditionally do every spring. um, And this year it lined up, or this past year it lined up with the ramble dates. So we were able to get, I think, more visitors in to see student work, which was great for the students involved. Um, And that's typically a kindergarten through college show. So it really showcases work from students of all ages and is something that we we really pride ourselves in in giving them opportunities to show their work in a gallery setting. So yeah, we're looking forward to this year. We're not sure yet where our pop-up location will be (laughs) because it is something that we usually determine really close to the event, but I'm sure we'll do something similar this year. You'll find a fabulous place. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. And this year's ramble will take the best of last year's ramble. So we will again have a beautiful map and brochure and information available on the website. These three organizations is the Steering Committee of Fox River Arts and of the Ramble provide headquarters. So they're perfect places to stop, not only because they tend to have a very extensive set of offerings, but also they have refreshments and bathrooms, which is useful when you're spending the day going from gallery to gallery and artist to artist. We're very excited to announce that this year we will have two days for the Ramble. We expect it to keep growing, so we're doubling the time this year. And we hope to have better signage to make it even easier for people to find their spots. We hope to have more people even involved, although we were pretty, pretty pumped to have over 50 on a first effort. And if you missed this last year, this is your chance because on April 13th and 14th, we're going to do this again. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, personally, this is Ellen Young from Fine Line. I'm an artist. And I work on the Ramble because I believe in the value of this collaboration. But I've gone to art tours around the country for years. And I'm passionate about the chance to not only see such diverse opportunities in art, but also to meet the artists and to meet the people who run the programs. And the Ramble is a spectacular opportunity to do that in our very own space or area in the Fox Valley. Mm -hmm. And as we have worked on this collaboration and built a spreadsheet of arts organizations and artists, we're just blown away by the the sheer volume of talent and passion. And the Ramble's a great way to see some of that. 
That was by far one of the biggest things that I heard um, or most common thing that I heard at Water Street when people were coming to visit us during the ramble is that they had no idea that there were 50 organizations or 50 studios or 50 galleries all listed in this area that they could go and visit. And I had to remind people, like, these are just the people that applied. You know, this isn't even everybody, right? This is an extremely vibrant arts community. And I think it's really exciting that we get to partner up together to offer a uh, arts tour and especially having it moved to two days uh, this next year. Uh, that's just something to be really proud of, you know, and I think being able to support the arts and make sure that, you know, we're all supporting each other and working together is crucial in order to keep that vibrancy going on. So I'm just, I'm excited. And it was very, very reassuring to hear that other people are recognizing that as well. And it is an event that spans from Elgin to Aurora. So it encompasses, you know, art artists and, and galleries and uh, any other kinds of arts organizations, museums even opened up and some we even had some performances later on in that day. Libraries. Yep, libraries. <laughs> um, so all of the communities of Elgin, St. Charles, um, Geneva, Batavia and Aurora were involved. But it was nice in terms of the feedback that you got, Danny. I got mm-hmm. a lot of feedback from people coming to our gallery saying, you know, we came all the way from Aurora, which mm-hmm. is a trek mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people. And, you know, we just we don't get out of our neighborhood enough to see what's actually we have a lot in our community that we're already aware of in terms of the arts. Um, we're very heavy into participating into arts activities in our in our local community. Um, but it's rare that you know, they they feel inspired to kind of come up the river and see other things in other communities. Um, so we did get a lot of people from, maybe not as many people from St. Charles who are used to seeing what we do, um, but people from, you know, further down in Aurora that that kind of made the trip up to see what we were doing. So and I think I, it's, it's nice that it gets people out of their, their kind of comfort zones, mm-hmm. what they know in their own communities. I think some of that is, I think there were people from Elgin, St. Mm-hmm. Charles, and Geneva going south. South, right. I went to places in Aurora I've never been, Mm -hmm. which I thought was very cool. Yeah, breaking those barriers is so exciting to me. I think, you know, really thinking about the arts in the Fox Valley as a whole rather than these little pockets, you know, it's really difficult to be able to partner Aurora to Elgin. Mm -hmm. That is a big task. We have such a rich corridor of just so many opportunities. And yeah, it's great that we finally all could uh, come Mm -hmm. up with a plan to. yeah, collaborate and make it a little smaller area. Yeah. And I think it's also important. We wanted to show that our organizations could partner together and collaborate and thus other people could do that as well because we do have such richness in the Fox River Valley in terms mm-hmm. of arts and it, it becomes more rich the more that we collaborate and work together to promote it. Well, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, and any, you know, each of our organizations and all of the artists that participate, you know, they all have their own artistic voice. Mm-hmm. So it is a collaboration. It's not a competition. No. You know, everybody, you know, hits it a different way mm-hmm. and that's what makes it fun. Yeah, it's fun to be leaders, like, you know, really... Um, be leaders in the community as, you know, uh, headquarters and leading organizations in the arts. Um, it's really fun to be able to see us successfully do it and know that other people can do it too, you know, and if we're going to be the ones to kind of blaze the trail, so be it. Um, and hopefully people can, you know, hop on board and join our collaboration or figure out new ways to partner up together in the Fox Valley. It's definitely possible. And we hope to be contagious as, Mm -hmm. as the, I don't want to say bookkeeper, but the point person for communications for the Ramble. I had people from way outside the area contact me, and my response was always, we need to contain our area, but I'll be happy to share with you whatever we learn. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping we'll see this spread. 
You don't have to be an artist to benefit from the ramble. It's a great opportunity to meet people, to discover parts of the valley you may never have known, to explore media you may not have been familiar with, and to talk to artists about their work process and how they get where they go. It's really fun. It's a discovery opportunity that you don't get if you just go see something in a gallery or exhibit that isn't populated by the artist. That's a, a rare privilege, I think. Yeah, I think something that I get to witness all the time at Water Street is just the pure awe of somebody seeing something that they connect to, right? And the arts have the ability to do that. Um, So whether you're an artist or not, just putting yourself in a space that uh, is there to evoke some sort of emotion or connect you to something so much bigger than yourself. You know, we go to the movies for that. We go see theater for that. And visual arts and performance arts can do that as well. And I think being able to stimulate those senses and really get, um, you know, get motivated and inspired, uh, for two whole days is a huge opportunity. And I think we're the accessibility of these artists is also something that's quite unique. You know, you actually get to not only experience the artwork and, you know, be inspired by it or connect with it. Um, but then you can ask questions to the artists and get to know, you know, where it came from and the history behind it and the context and see it a little bit differently than your first, you know, introduction to it. And I think that interaction between artists and non-artists and really figuring out the context behind something is pretty magical. Um, and so, you know, cultivating a space for that is really important in our community. Well, I think one of the other things, you know, people are always, you know, because we're Fine Lines primarily a teaching facility, and they come up and say, well, I'm not artistic, I can't do this stuff, and I tell them, I can't draw. Doesn't mean I'm not an artist, I'm a fiber artist, I don't have to draw for that. Um, But just being able to come in, think about what you, you know, what did you love when you were in school? Did you play with pottery? Were you in drawing or jewelry or any of those things? And just, you know, kind of recultivate that interest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think a lot of times people are a little afraid to go, well, you know, the fine line might be scary because, you know, you could drive down the driveway and what do I do when I get there? Am I going to feel awkward? And, you know, and I'm sure you guys get that at Water Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just such a welcoming environment. This We're open to the public these days. Mm-hmm. We're open to the public all the time. But these are days where a lot of people will be around. If you're not, you know, one of those extroverts, you can blend in and just kind of see <laughs> things around the edges yeah. and experience it as you want to. Yeah. And there are a lot of studies, there's a huge body of research now about how important the arts are for our well-being and how much they nurture us and help us be healthier, less stressed, happier people. They spark creativity and and innovation. And so whether you are making art or talking to artists or viewing art, it's good for us. Mm -hmm. And these two days... You can do it as part of a community, enjoying it and share those benefits and just open yourself to opportunities. Yeah. And it's one of those few things that you can do either by yourself and not feel very awkward or you can do it with the whole family all ages. You know, it's um, it's it's inclusive Um, and there's not all that many things to do with your entire family, you know, and to be able to just watch, especially young people walk around and just you know, we have sculptures up sometimes that people will come up and, you know, they'll recognize spoons and forks and seeing the kids interact with those sculptures or that piece of artwork. And, you know, we do scavenger hunts here um, at Water Street so the kids can really get inside the paintings or get inside the metalwork or whatever is going on or ever, you know, whatever's on exhibit there. 
And just that interaction is so neat. And it's something, again, that you can just do individually and take the time to do that. Or you can bring your family and have that experience together and share that experience together. There's also no charge to get into any of these mm-hmm. places. Oh, yeah. It's totally free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which and is hard to, you know, those things are hard to find these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not only is it free, but the map shows you where they all are and what is offered. You, you get some information about that with more detailed information and images on the website. So you can plan your journey mm-hmm. and go see what you're most interested in mm-hmm. and, and have an adventure. Mm-hmm. All the maps will be available at Water Street, Fine Line, and wherever the St. Charles Arts Council <laughs> lands this year, which will be on the website. And we usually distribute them around at least town mm-hmm. as well, St. Charles Arts Council. And they'll be available digitally as well. So it's really easy. And the maps show you not only the locations, but also the roads and the pathways so that you can plan how to get from one place to the next. And there are a lot of different options into how you can plan your your weekend, whether you want to stay in the same location or branch out, maybe try a new community that you haven't explored before. Or both. Or do, both. Do, 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 have do the southern part one day start early. do the northern part the next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. go by medium. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we want to make sure that we uh, let the artists know that if you want to join this collaboration, uh, that applications will be available. You can apply. We will have our registration form up on our website, and it's a very simple, easy process. So we'll put some information there, maybe in the show notes, and people can access that. And again, the date is going to be Saturday, April 13th, and Sunday, April 14th in 2019. From 10 to 5 both days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you're a visitor and coming from out of the area, you know, book a hotel room, make it a weekend. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to see. And that was one of the things, mm-hmm. the reasons that we changed it to two days, because people are like, there's too much to do. I can't do it in a day. Yep. So we're giving you so more we heard of an it. opportunity we to listened. see everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And for artists, you should know that there are perks that go along with participation. We do a lot of um, PR and work with you to use social media for PR. And your work will be up on our website. You'll be on the map, um, artists and galleries who participate. And we expect we will bring you new people who don't know you otherwise, as all of our organizations Mm -hmm. benefited from visitors who'd not been there before last year. And we hope to grow that even more. You know, and so there, we're hoping that that kind of exposure benefits everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's another perk that comes with a relatively modest fee. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find out more, Fox River Arts has a website, foxriverarts.com with links. We also have a Facebook page, Fox River Arts, and we'd love to hear from you. And you can also email us at foxriverarts at gmail.com. I hope you can join us this year. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much to Allison, Danny, Lynn, and Ellen for joining us talking about the Fox River Arts Ramble. If you are an artist and you want to be featured on this year's Ramble, do not delay. Right now, go to foxriverarts.com because your application and fee must be submitted by February 1st. So you do not have a whole lot of time 
I've often heard that creative people thrive when given a deadline. Your deadline is February 1st, foxriverarts.com. And if you are somebody who is interested in joining us for the ramble, if you love art, or if you are just curious and you want to see what's going on, Put this on your calendar right now, April 13 and 14. Put it on your calendar on your phone. Put it on the calendar on your refrigerator. Write yourself a post-it note, whatever you need to do. But we would like to see you on April 13 and 14 this year. Fox River Arts Ramble. Thank you so much to our friend and artist and musician, Ryan Carney, for providing the theme music for this episode. You can find out more about Ryan at whoisryancarney.com. Thank you so much for listening, and please stay tuned to this space because we would like to bring more interviews and discussions from some of the other artists involved in Fox River Arts Group. So come back for that. And also feel free to check out all of our other podcasts on the Fox Valley Voice podcast network, foxvalleyvoice.com. My name is Jaime Gutierrez, and I will talk with you soon.